Fareed Kamani on his journey into the tech startup world. The Back to Fronty podcast, available on Capital FM SoundCloud. All right. Uh, this week on the Back to Fronty podcast, I have an old friend uh, and a, uh, a colleague in the industry who I've known for now, I've got to almost say 16, 17 16, years. 16, like 17 years. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, Changes. Matere, yeah. Uh, it has been a long journey in this industry together. Um, and you, of course, are one of the uh, most uh, celebrated and decorated producers uh, in the game. Um, and uh, we're going to talk all about that in just a little while. But just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, Abby. Wow. Thank you. for That's a good introduction. It puts pressure on me. Um, this is Epi Matere, executive producer, Zamaradi Productions. Um, I've been in the industry for now. I think it's now over 16 years now. Right. I think let's look at it. That it's been such a long time, and I've been part of the industry. I've worked on some of the biggest projects um, that include from changes where I worked with Farid. <laughs> <laughs> Those are many years back. Yeah. Um, um, then I've worked on a lot of Mnet projects where I did uh, Corner, which was at like 250 episodes. I made 71 movies for my show, Africa Magic uh, Plus, um, Africa Magic channel then and then now i'm currently producing kina where we are now in season four so we've done i think already 530 episodes so we are we are going into a number of i think 600 episodes now that's insane but but you know we, we we've been in this industry this game for a long time wow and i think we have to look at it we obviously don't want to talk about you know particular broadcasters or streaming services but holistically the content that we're creating in africa especially someone like yourself we, we 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 see that we are now on par with our colleagues in the west and the east in terms of production quality in terms of equipment that we use in terms of storytelling but there is a gap obviously right in yeah. terms of what we mm-hmm. earn now i know that you've had a very successful career and and mnet dstv has been a big part of that yeah. so that's perfectly that, that's wonderful but but do you feel and and be as honest as you can that we are paid what we're worth as creative people in this industry. Now, you're a producer. I'm a director. You're a producer and director, actually. I'm a director and a, a presenter slash actor act, uh, as well. Yes. But do you think we're paid what we deserve in this industry? No. Okay. Um, I remember some years back when I actually did my first interview. And the first thing that I kept feeling and it's because I had traveled quite a lot because I'd done a film that made me travel for film festivals and through the travel I kept feeling that when everybody was going to pitch their project they pitch their project attaching an actor on the project or a producer or a director so when it came back home I realized we actually don't have that system we don't have a star cultural star system mm. where we can say if I have Farid on, on, on this movie I will scoop five million dollars in yeah. the first day yeah. of screening. So it's like, the, it's yes. like when they say Tom Cruise, or Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp. Or so the fact that we are not paid a lot, then we do not even have a, um, a star culture. Because how do you have a star culture when people are not even paid enough? Mm-hmm. So you find our artists, for example, you yes, they they work throughout the year, but the the, the money they they are given cannot make them stars. Right. Producers the same, directors the same. So we do not have a star culture. And that comes to actually about on, on payments. Because if people are paid more, um, then they would even have the time to even create influence. But now they don't. So it's basically they, they, they go to a job, eight to five. Then they have to look do a second hustle. Most likely the weekend they have a play. Mm-hmm. 
um, the other weekend they will get into another into a commercial. The other weekend they're trying to get into doing something ex- extra. And they're probably not even breaking even. And they're not even breaking line, even. Right. So they do not even have the time to create. Imagine if your producers are paid more enough money or directors are paid enough money, then they'll have their time for them to be able to create this other content. That but basically, as Farid, you're you're doing radio, you're acting, you're producing, you're directing. So after this podcast, I'm sure you're going to go to the office <laughs> for a production gig. Right. So what time do you actually have to even create okay. content that is going to actually so, travel? So, but but you you've said that you've done how many films? Seventy two now. Seventy two. Uh, you've done over one thousand episodes of series. Yes. Right. Yes. How do you find the time? Um, I don't find the time. That's why I have to keep working. Right. Yeah, if okay. imagine if I was paid well for one of the films that I was doing. You could do one a year. I could do one a year, but I do it so well. Yeah. But now I have to do 72. Right. For me to put food on the table. Right. You see the difference? And 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 when you say do it so well, you know, we're talking about because budgets are, are often quite tight. Yes. Uh, and and I'm speaking from the continent. I, I mm-hmm. don't want to single out anyone. Anyone, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I know <laughs> yes. us work with other brands and we've yes. agreed to work with them for those budgets. Yes. So we can't really complain. No, we can't. Um, but, but you know, um, budgets are tight. So what happens is if you've got a, a say, a one and a half hour feature you're creating. Right? Yes, yeah. Uh, say it's an action film. Mm-hmm. We can take Faki's story, for example, yes. uh, 40 Sticks. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. We know that he struggled to get the money to raise for 40 Sticks and mm. then he shot it, okay? Mm. When you say you could do one film and do it well, are we saying that we are not still giving our maximum output because, A, we're constricted by money, B, that means we're constricted by time, C, we're constricted by what we pay our talent. Yes. Uh, D, all of the above. <laughs> all the above. Okay. okay. Basically, if you if you given enough money, not not a lot, of course, it'll never be enough. For example, you take time to do development. Our weakest link is actually story. You, so so okay, yes. okay. So let me just interject because I want to go back to this. Yes. So what you're saying is because I've seen productions coming mm. out of it. You look at the likes of guys like directors such as you know, Tosh. Tosh. Yes. Um, you know, even some of the commercials we create as Nusu Nusu. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we, You can't tell that that commercial was made in Kenya versus no. that one was made yes. in, in yeah. New York mm-hmm. or LA or mm-hmm. or London. Yeah. So, but but I agree. The creativity behind it is what suffers the most because yes. we're rushing. You're rushing to get our scriptwriters to write in X days because we can only pay them for X days. Okay. So mm-hmm. tell me about why why we give me break it down for me. Why are we suffering with storytelling? Um, first is financing again because we are rushing the story. The, the scriptwriters to write. Because we can only afford maybe to keep them on a payroll for a month. You cannot actually develop a story within a month. You need time to develop. You need time for research. Actually, half the time we don't even hire researchers because you don't have the finances. So what you do, you'll tell the scriptwriter the concept and then they come up with the idea. They've even not done their research because, of course, there's no financing. So you find a lot of elements, especially in development, that is in the story part. We do not actually, we do not do them. So we don't research We don't take time to develop the stories. You have a one script writer. You can't even get a, sec- a, a script editor mm. to edit. So your script writer is the same person who edits, is the same person who criticizes their own jobs, is the same person who gives you the final script. Which, so, I mean, he's going to be very kind to him uh, or herself. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, this is my concept. I will die with my concept and there's no criticism. How can you criticize yourself? So you get that we do not... Ha- When you do not have enough finances now to do that, then you skip a lot of steps. And that's what we do. We skip a lot of um, steps in uh, in the storytelling, actually the, the development phase. Because once we have a good story, technically we become very good. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. So what yes. you're saying is that we have to be led by our story. We have to be led by our story. And, and I used this in my last episode mm. uh, of, of the podcast. Um, yes. I, I talked about storytelling and development. Mm. You can have great uh, productions that are $300, $400 million with the best special effects. Yes. Take, uh, King Kong, for, yes, example, for example, or Waterworld with Kevin yes. Costner. Mm. The stories were so bad that mm-hmm. those films suffered in the end. In they the never end. made their money back. Yes. Now, when you do a budget for a film mm-hmm. uh, and you exo- I mean are, are you making any money are you making good money or is it that it's just this is the this is what the work that you have and the budgets that you that are um, you know uh, supplied and so therefore you have to fit into that what it is is like the it's the budget you have it's a work you have to fit in right so you find even if you want to bring in some elements that are going to help but you don't have the budget for it okay um then uh, today I was listening to somebody and said, "I can you can you can be given a million dollars or a billion dollars, but if your mindset has not changed, it remains the same." So I, I actually, when I was I was driving here, I kept asking myself, "Is it a, a thing that as an industry we really need to change our mindset? We need to move from that space where we are." I think we've had this conversation for so long about finances. Yeah. We've been stuck at finances. Yeah. Can we collaborate? Okay, talk to so, me about that. How do yes, you collaborate? How do we collaborate? We come. I look at Nusunusu and say, Farid, what is your strength in Nusunusu? It's technical. What is my strength? It's people skill. What is somebody's strength? Mm, it's script writing. Mm. Then once we stop working alone, because that's a mindset that we need to change. Once we stop working alone, we come together and decide, okay, everybody bring in their strength. Then we'll not talk about the, the story of finances anymore. We are not going to go looking for big money anymore. What we will do, we'll have now changed how we are looking and how we, because if we don't change how we are looking and how we are approaching production, somebody else is going to come and take over. And and here's the here's the here's the interesting part. We, yes, we have a a, a begging bowl culture at, yes. in Africa and yeah. Kenya. I think, unfortunately, we are probably the worst that I've experienced mm-hmm. because you know you, you Nigerians said no, no more, and no now more. you look at Nollywood. Yes, now you're talking of I think budgets that are somewhere between nine hundred thousand dollars and two million dollars for yeah. a Nollywood film. Mm-hmm. That's Bollywood fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Bollywood is now in the hundreds of billions. Hundred right? million so Nigeria dollars. is fully going that way. Yeah. We're still sitting here when a client says, "I've got three hundred k." We're saying, "Okay, no problem. We'll make it work. We'll make it work." So I think. So, so do yeah. we? Is is it us that has to say we are better than this? We have more pride than this. We are we are technically more sound than what you're giving us credit for. We need to change our mindset, okay. and then how do we empower ourselves? We need the, the same thing. I'll go back to collaboration because if you have three hundred, I have three hundred. Somebody's asked three hundred. If you look at all those um, the world that we are all talking about that has developed, there's no one executive producer. No. And even if you look at the front credits of a film, it's yes. like this production has, this production, production has, this production has, this production has. Yeah. So when we come together and we are able to create that film right, or that series, then we can now have the the, the bargaining power. But, but my fear here yeah. is this. Mm-hmm. So Appy, Farid mm-hmm. and production house C yes. okay, yeah. come together mm-hmm. as a super production facility, right? Yeah. yeah. So we bring our creativity and technical, you bring your people skills and storytelling. Mm-hmm. The other guy brings his equipment. Yes. And we now can do Hollywood style or Bollywood or Nollywood style productions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then you go to your client A, whoever that is, <laughs> and say, we need $2 million for this film. Yes. Okay. So that's uh-huh. two, roughly 250 million shillings. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's expensive. And we're like, no, but look at who we are. We are, yeah, the big, the big, the big, the big five. Yeah, 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 the big five or the big three. <laughs> yes. Then production house D walks in mm-hmm. and says they'll do it for four hundred thousand shillings. Mm-hmm. That client 
is going to go with production D, D. Yes. and get it. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say it because I, I feel like I've been in this industry long enough and I have the seniority to say it. Yes. 90% of what comes out of this country, be it commercials, be it YouTube shows, mm-hmm. be it local TV productions, mm. are not um, are not worth no, yes. even the money they paid for them, even mm. the small budgets. Even the small have. budgets they have. The mm-hmm. other thing we have a problem with, and mm-hmm. you must have seen this, is yes. the theft of intellectual property. Mm-hmm. How many times have mm. I, I can honestly say, and I'm not going to call out the mm. individuals or agencies that have done this to me, mm-hmm. but I have pitched ideas. And tomorrow you see it on screen. <laughs> I've done the job of a creative director yes. for that agency. And mm-hmm. then you watch your YouTube one day or and on you Instagram watch and, you and you're say, like, hey, mm-hmm. so you know that person who produced it. You call them and they're like, oh yeah, we did it for 200K. Mm-hmm. How do we get around that? Where do we, Because it, there's a whole... F- foundational issue, organizational issue that we're not protected. We're not, I, I'll, I'll throw back to you that with Farid. For example, now we go back to the five, the big three. We come together and do a big film. Distribution. Now we need to change how we're going to distribute. So we don't have to go back to the old school. Um, technology is giving us a platform. What stops us from opening a web page and saying, pay for our film? And watch, we go direct to the audience. Mm-hmm. So we are cutting out the the broadcaster yeah, or the clients or the people who absolutely. who are going to demand and tell us now I'm going to only give you three hundred thousand dollars. Why? Because everything that is coming from Africa, if you look at um, I don't know if it's right to mention, but if you look at everything that is coming from Nollywood, once it's put on a plat on the platform, especially for Netflix, for example, everything that is coming from South Africa, they're becoming top ten. Yeah. Even in Kenya, yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah, week. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so, so surprised. Which means yeah. Africa is ready to watch their very own. And, and they th- just need to be given a platform right. for them to be able to do that. So we change our mindset again. We don't rely on the old school way of distribution. So, so we need to do it ourselves. What you're yes. saying is, mm-hmm. is that um, the 150 million Africans living in the diaspora, yeah. plus the, what is it? billions living here mm-hmm. come together mm-hmm. surely you can find half a million people to watch your film which will make you trend at number one yes regardless yeah so i have i'm two weeks away from launch of a platform called Fronty, mm-hmm. which is front tv yes uh, which is exactly what you're saying and i wanted to share it with you i did call you a couple yes. of weeks ago yes. and then i thought let me wait yeah because i'm going to share it with you we mm-hmm. are going to actually have a platform centralized mm-hmm. so you don't have to open a website for your film yes you can put it on Fronty and earn 65% of the dollar revenue mm-hmm. that film gets. Mm-hmm. The more people we drive to that platform, the more mm-hmm. people we drive to that platform, the, the more people will want to watch what's on that platform. And yeah. we're only going to do high quality films. Mm-hmm. So we have a production manual for producers. This oh, is the standards. These are standards. These are the codex for. you must send it in. This is our audio, uh, um, uh, level, uh, mm-hmm. audio uh, properties, etc. Mm-hmm. And then you bring it to the platform you will then have an app as a producer with a QR code. Yes. You can see the revenue being earned on your film and you mm-hmm. can drag it to your online wallet. So mm. what I'm saying is mm. make the film, don't open a website, yeah. bring it to Fronty. Mm-hmm. If half a million people watch your film, you are guaranteed close to $900,000. You've made back your money. There are no films in this country that A, anyone's paying $900,000 no, no. for, B, that cost $900,000, right? Yes. Some of the biggest films we've made in this country have not cost more than $150,000. You'll yeah. agree, right? And they've not made even that $150,000. No. So it's, we, yeah. You, you can't live and die by, oh, my film's on Netflix. Mm-mm. So what? So what? So what? Have because we made money Netflix, out of it? No, no, exactly. Yeah. And we talked about passion projects last mm. week. Passion mm. projects don't put food on the table. No. 
passion projects that earn you nine hundred thousand dollars, those are okay.、Mm. So that's where we're going with that.、Mm. So I just wanted to share that with you because it's very close to happening, and I hope you're going to give us content to、right. prove our concept.、That's、But regardless,、yes. yeah. that's not why you're here. Yeah. The main reason you're here is to talk about the production industry here.、Mm-hmm. This. There's something else I think that we can do as、mm-hmm. producers. And、okay. you talk about this、uh, this super group of producers or production houses.、Mm-hmm. Can we not create technical training、mm-hmm. for other markets?、Mm-hmm. So you got your big three countries: you got、yes. Kenya, Nigeria, Nigeria, and South, South Africa, Africa, right? Yeah, yeah. But everything within,、mm-hmm. and some of the French and North speaking countries have good film production. I think yes, Egypt and all. Yeah. But there are a lot of countries here where we can we can then become the the upskilling. I know Multi Choice did it with the Talent Factory, with the talent factory. but but I think there's another level we can take it to. Yes. What、mm-hmm. do you think about that?、Um, I'm I'm feeling that there's so much training. There's so much. Everybody is is every university has opened the the, the film training,、uh, but then why after that? What happens if you're not creating a market? Right. Yeah. Right. So. I think that we need to go back again and look at where is the market before we go for training, because then you'll have a lot of. Um, expertise, and then what happens? Where, where do they go? Where do they take the content? So you see, like Fronty, what you're doing with Fronty. So if there's a platform that has that, then when you train people, and even you're pre- training people within East Africa, because if you look at the East African block distribution, we don't have a, a proper distribution network. So where do our content go to? So I think we need to look at the back end before we open all this、right. institution of training. I agree. And so if Fronty becomes the place where you can tell your parents that I want to go to this film school because this producer made.、Um, One and a half million dollars on this platform.、Mm-hmm. Your mom and dad is going to say, "How much does it cost?" Here's、yeah. the money, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't have that. We also don't have guilds.、Mm-hmm. We don't have a screenwriters guild. guild. We don't have a producers guild. guild. I know we have bodies in different countries, but do they? Fu- Because you're more involved in the in the the、uh, the 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 formulaic bodies、yeah. of Kenya, the、mm-hmm. film commission, or that I know you have. A, you deal with these people a lot.、Mm. Do we have a sound guild system here? Do we have a directors guild? Do we have a producers guild? Do we have a Casting. You'd be surprised. We have a writers' guild. We have producers. Do they、guild. work?、Um, are, have, they, are they really functional bodies? They are functional bodies, but they're not functional bodies in that. You, we need to understand how the system and the government works. Right. Because, but even if the the bodies, the guilds come together, they put up like now we are all we are all fighting for the cap to, to to be removed and all those the new the new media bill the new bill the film bill、uh, that we want it passed, and now it is in parliament. There's so much the guilds can do. So I think、um, until the such of the the laws are changed, then the guilds can be empowered. But where we are working right now, most of the guilds cannot really do much. Secondly, then we find that again we go back to the problem where we have we have Farid and Epi on the table. If you go pitch this concept and charge five thousand dollars, then I go and charge three thousand dollars. I'll take the job. Of course, yeah. My clients so, will be like, that. yeah. Cool, so again, got,、yeah. the guilds, the whole idea of the guilds being formed was to help with that, so that we standardize the rates, we standardize all these things. Right. But again, it's because we are struggling. So even if you sit in in the guild and agree and you standardize and say, as a producer, you cannot go below this amount of money. Your film producer will have to take the money because they have to pay their bills. Their landlord is waiting. The, the kids have not gone and, to school. And, and, so again, the challenge goes back again to a, an industry. Okay. So, so the guilds cannot really work until the industry itself has grown. The industry itself has developed. So we have an issue. We we need to create. Okay. So industry is an infant, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. It hasn't grown yet. So、mm. we have a, we have a very small,、uh, a very a fledgling film industry, if you will. But then 
people like myself, I'm 48. Like I've been doing this for 25 <laughs> years. You can't tell me or 22 years. You can't tell me 22 years down the road. We're, we're suffering from the same problems we were 22 years ago. Imagine. Small budgets, stolen ideas, not enough money, yeah. poor performances. Imagine for it. Um, you know, you got your license to shoot in town. City council still comes and harasses you that you end up losing two hours of your production. Mm -hmm. 22 years down the road, I'm still suffering from the same problems. I don't understand that. Imagine. It's, it's so... <laughs> Um, you know how many times you want to live and go sell pineapples? You know, you're like, I, swear. I, I, said I, I mean, I have to say, I'm be a farmer. I mean, selling, selling farmer is more productive than yeah. being a filmmaker. Yeah. But I, I think the system, uh, we can see a, a bit of change. Um, it's not very evident. It's not very, but we can see the body starting to work. We can start feeling Kenya Film Commission finally. Yes, I agree. Really I agree. They're much more them. present than they They're were. They're much more present yeah. than they were. You can feel KFCB. Um, now you, you, there's there's pressure to get licenses. Even the ministry is even the ministry now is talking yeah. about film. Um, every school now has been forced to do a film club okay. uh, in the festivals. Uh, every university now is having a cohort on filmmaking and all that. So the the pressure is on. Unfortunately, we may not be the beneficiaries. No, I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's, the, next it's the next generation. What, what is our role then, Appy? Because we are we are in this industry. We people will look at you and I in. Mm even now really and say these were the pioneers i mean i still remember we were we we were yeah. helping you build a set in 2000 and <laughs> what three four and three four multi choice because because well, you needed to put a set up in like four days and yes. you didn't have enough cash i just I, I remember, remember those days yes yes we've always been there for each other so we yeah. kind of started at the same time yeah but what i'm trying to say here is what what are we going to be remembered for because we we can be the change we, we may be not change. be the beneficiaries of the change but yeah. we can be the change yeah um for me, I think we need to step, we, we need to be the big brothers and work together to start with. Mm -hmm. uh, we need, um, comp competition is not really working against each other, it's really working together. I think we need to come into the book of history and say, for the first time, producers in Kenya came together and did a project together. I think that would be a very good thing. That's a great idea. That, secondly, we need to start sitting in the bodies that are making decisions. We need to stop running away. Half the time, most of us are called into KFC to submit our names to sit in the booths. Nobody submits, especially our generation. They're just like, ah, me, I'm busy looking for money. I think we need to start sitting in those bodies because when we sit in those bodies, we are coming from a place we've got experience. Mm. We've, we've gone through the mud. We know how painful it is. We are the people who can actually make change in the policies. So we need to take a bold step and start sitting on those boards. If we do not have papers that are required, go back to school, get your degree so that you can sit in those boards and start awesome. making decisions. Awesome. Abby, yeah. Thank you so much. This has been such a, so delightful and thank nice you. to see after so long. Yes. I know super. I called you out of the blue, but I think there is a definitely an opportunity for us to actually spend more time together yeah. and try and figure out how, because like I said, we're not going to be the beneficiaries of this new industry, mm -hmm. uh, but we can at least be the ones that people say they were the ones who They're made the ones the who made the exchange. Yeah. yeah. Super. So it's all about legacy. And, Thanks so much. And all the best on fading. Yeah, thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you. The Back to Fronty Podcast, available on Capital FM SoundCloud.